Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Good afternoon and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels live hospitality talk show. As my video starts, you know, continues to run down. There we go. Okay. So there we go. So I'm trying something new today. Michelle didn't see that. She couldn't see that uh, what I was doing. But there's a video on top of the screen. And of course, like everything, it doesn't go the way I wanted it to go. (laughs) But but uh, I was trying something new because someone had told me um, that, you know, when you have a guest on. Um, sometimes the guests and myself, we look, you know, kind of out of sorts. We're like looking around, we're like looking down, whatever. So, so she suggested, and it's actually Sonia. She actually su- uh, suggested that you should have a video playing while thing while the music is going, while your intro is going, and that way they don't look so awkward <laughs> when the show is when it's starting, right? So, so that's what I did. So you, we weren't able to see you until now, until I was able to you know, finish the the thing. So, so give me some feedback on, just let me know how that was just for the people that looked at the intro. Uh, I do appreciate that, but thank you so much for joining on air with Russell of hotels. This is show number 155. And as you can see, we have a guest today. We have Miss Michelle Carlin with advisement uh, alignment advising, excuse me. Um, and you know, Michelle and I were talking before now I'm going to date myself and but Michelle knows this as well because I don't think Michelle's that much younger than I am anyway. But um, but she <laughs> I referenced the Johnny Carson show. Now, back in the day, Johnny, for people that didn't know this, Johnny Carson had this long running um, uh, uh, TV talk show. It was like on NBC for like forever. I think it went from like the 60s to like maybe the late 90s or maybe even early 2000s. I, I don't remember. But. There was a lady that always played on his when he wasn't wasn't hosting. He always had a guest host and it was Joan Rivers and Joan Rivers was on the show like 92 times. And I know that because I I referenced it. I checked it on Google. I Googled it. And Joan Rivers was actually on the show 92 times. Why do I use that? Because the analogy is Michelle's been on this show for six times. Right. No one else has been on this show as many times as Michelle has. So I just want to welcome Michelle back to On Air with Russell of Hotels. It's it's always a pleasure to have her on. She always brings great insight. Um, but everything she does, you know, from her consulting business to just, you know, her, her past experience within the, the, the um, tourism space. And I, I do appreciate and I do um, respect a lot of the things that she says and, uh, you know, the, the advice she gives me. So welcome again, Miss Michelle Carlin. Back to the stage. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. No, but but thank you so much. But I just had to. I just had to say that. You know, you gotta you gotta start off with some fun here. You know, things are so serious. First we have time to. I've been likened to Joan Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the last time too. <laughs> yes, yes. Probably so. Probably so. But let me just get my comments going here. Uh, Lonnie Wolf is in the house, and just Michelle. I mean, I know you haven't been on for a while, but. Um, we do welcome comments here, the interaction. So people may have comments for you. You won't be able to see them, I don't think, but I'll read them if there's comments and questions for you, you know, based on what you're what we're talking about today. So we we're trying to make this a, a very interactive show. I, I welcome the comments 
uh, as long as they're not crazy, you know, because I will, you know, kick you off. But anyway, but no, I'm just joking. But um, but no, I do welcome the the comments and, and you know, some of the, the things that people have to say, the subjects or whatever. But Lonnie Wolf is in the house. Lonnie is always on to support me. So I appreciate that. And then he says, welcome, Michelle. See, so there you go. <laughs> okay let's see um normally i do a you know i do a um you know i go into industry news but michelle's industry news today okay so we're just going to talk to michelle we're going to start this we're going to start this interview right now so i'm, I'm going to start a uh, i'm going to read her bio from her website now what i did earlier and then it did not take Today, I don't know why this didn't do this, but I am going to hold on one second. I am going to do something because. Hold on one second. Just bear with me for a second. Um, Come on. And what I'm doing is because it did get quiet and I, I do have a, a podcast audience, I am typing Michelle Carlin's name on the screen. So it does come up as well as her um, her email. I know as, as long as her uh, as well as her website address. So you can see exactly who this is. And if you had any questions at all for her, you know, after the show's over, you can reference her. Uh, her website and you, you know, you can check things out for yourself. So, uh, and her company, like I said, is alignment advising. So I just wanted to do that. And I did this before, but for some reason it deleted it and I don't want to do that. I didn't want to delete it. So, so there you go. So wait a minute, hold on one second, one second. I keep messing it up. See, that's the thing. That's the beauty with, this new format that I have that I can do these things on the fly if I have to. So it's now, I don't know if you can see it, but it says today's guest is Michelle Carlin and it gives the, your email address as uh, alignmentadvising.com. Correct. Yep. Okay. There we go. Okay. So sorry about that. It was a quick delay, but I needed to do that. And I'm going to start with her bio. Michelle Carlin, uh, um, strategist, consultant, speaker, coach, founder and president of Alignment Advising. Michelle Carlin has worked with hundreds of clients, including organizations, leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, employees and job seekers. Michelle is an energetic professional business and career consultant, coach, training and facilitator. She brings enthusiasm, collaboration and a real world approach to organizational business, and professional career development. Leveraging over 20-plus years of expertise in hospitality, travel, tourism, and property management, Carlin produces an array of value-added results for her clients, including impactful and sustainable strategies, improved organizational client experiences, executive presence and communication skills, robust growth cycles and bottom-line improvements, and positive growth mindsets. This and more allows alignment advising clients to move forward with greater ease and confidence as leaders and team members. Michelle is a Southern California native, volunteer, advocate, connector, and collaborator, peer in local nonprofits, small businesses, organizations, and national entrepreneur groups. In addition, she is an author and a visual artist. Oh my God, she she does everything. She, she's just doing she's just doing everything. Choose the present moment to make small, consistent steps towards your goals, ultimately making way for the realization of your dreams. And that quote came from Miss Michelle Carlin. So welcome to the stage and welcome to the show again, Miss Michelle Carlin of Alignment Advising. Thank you, Russell. It's so it's so fun to be back. I'm so excited to engage with you in this conversation today. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I, I appreciate that. Now, see, one thing is not in your bio is that you went to Cal Poly and I went to Cal Poly, too. So I know. Well, actually, 
actually, you know, there's different versions of my bio, so that one doesn't have that on there. But absolutely, we have the same alma mater, the yes. Broncos. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, real quick, you know, I always bounce around. So, I, yeah, I gave the bio and everything like that. But what doesn't the bio cover as far as? you or what you do because there's always things that you can't put everything in there and a lot of times people just want to hear from you i mean i read it and people are like what the hell is he saying he can't even read but i want to hear from we want to hear from you all right so actually i started out in the hospitality restaurant management school at cal poly eons ago believe it or not and thought I wanted to get into hotel restaurant management and chose to major in marketing instead. So I, funny enough, ended up in the tourism and hotel business uh, (laughs) working for different destination marketing organizations or as some of the audience might be more familiar, convention and visitors bureaus. So marketing destinations and essentially every city has a destination marketing organization that represents its stakeholders, which include hotels, restaurants, anything that anyone would want to partake in when they're in a destination. And I did everything from membership to group sales to tour and travel to marketing and PR. Started as a sales assistant and worked my way up into executive roles in six different destinations in California. I hit a major crossroad in my life and suddenly I was without my job. And I thought, you know, I could go and find another executive level uh, DMO role. I could go and, you know, pursue another industry and be at a high level. And I took that opportunity um, while I had no employment to figure out what it is I wanted to do the rest of my life. And I formed alignment advising with the idea that when businesses and professionals are in alignment, things work well, right? We're easily able to reach those goals. When we're out of alignment, kind of like if your neck is out, things are difficult, right? You can't move throughout your day. You can't do the things that you need to do. And so what alignment advising does is it works with mostly small organizations, 25 people and under, um, as well as individuals. And we identify roadblocks. We help navigate challenges, whether they're business or personal, and alignment is reached, okay? We work on readjusting resources, create effective plans and strategies for businesses, and then also provide development tools and training for individuals. So that's a quick summary. I like that. I like that. I'll I'll take that. Okay, now with that all being said, is there so so I, I guess you don't just you don't just um, although your experience was, you know, within the uh, DMO space or CVB space, but you assist other companies, you, you assist everyone, right? You don't just assist those particular companies or entities. You're open to assisting other companies and organizations. Yeah, so a lot of my clients are in the tourism space, but I also have clients that are in healthcare, property management. Um, I've worked with individuals who are in manufacturing, professional services, like accounting. Um, so there's no, you know, restriction as far as who I can work with. It's any industry, but because of the background that I have in tourism and destination marketing, a lot of my clients are in that segment as well. That makes sense. That makes sense. And Michelle's helped me out too. Let me just throw that out there. Um, it's funny, just uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was going through, you know, it's tax time, right? Or, you know, almost, well, yeah, I should have had my taxes stuff done already. But um, a couple of weeks ago, I was going through some stuff, some receipts or whatever. And I came across a receipt from you. And I was like, wow. I mean, this is, I mean, because you helped me with my website, you did some stuff you know, for me, some um, several years ago. So it was several years ago. But um, but I appreciate that because, you know, it was I, I had a hard time just on my website, just a, a hard time to making sure people knew exactly what the heck I did. Right. I mean, to me, it looked fine. But then you went through it and then you find things that, you know, may be a little bit, you know, 
kind of I'm not sure what what the heck you're even saying on this right here, you know. So, yeah. um, you, you, so you kind of fine tune some things for me, which I do appreciate that. So, as a business owner, you know, stick to what you know for the most part. Stick to if you're good at selling, then you sell. But if you're not good at at going through and detailing your website or whatever, you know what you want to put on there. But sometimes knowing what you want to put on there doesn't always translate to people understanding what you're doing. So it takes a, you know, a different eye, someone that that's what they do for a living or that's part of what they do um, to kind of go through it and say, okay, well, this is good, but you may want to put this on here. And, and, and she suggested things now, now mind you, I didn't have to do them, but um, it didn't make sense for me not to do them. Right. So no, she was right on. So, and she also does like resume writing or resume reviews as well. Examples of how I can work with different companies um, and then how I work with individuals. So, for you, I helped you with the content on your website, really mm-hmm. articulating um, to make sure your your brand is so on point. Um, and it, it was, a, you know, good. And mm-hmm. I hope, hopefully, helped you to refine it, as you mentioned. Um, but, you know, I can facilitate board meetings, uh, staff training, staff development. Um, I work with developing marketing plans and strategies, business plans for small business owners. Um, so really it's an array of services. And I, I like to say it's from your basic business 101 to marketing, sales, and business development. Um, with individuals, I do leadership and executive presence coaching and training for um leaders in an organization to be better communicators and better leaders of their teams. And then I also work with professionals to help them in career transition. So a lot of people come to me, they want their resume revised, they need help writing a cover letter, they want to do mock interviews. And so um, I provide that as well as tips for job search. Very good. So it's really an array of services. And I always like to encourage people to just ask me what they think they need, or they can come to me and tell me they don't know what they need and we'll figure it out together. I like that. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And then Lonnie Wolf makes a couple of different comments. Uh, 20 plus years, super props. Your longevity tells the story. Congratulations. And thanks for being on Russell's show. That's what comes from Lonnie. And then he also says alignment. Love it to include your analogy. That's great. So yeah. So Lonnie's a big fan already. See, so let's see how that works. All right, Lonnie. We'll connect. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's good. That is great. So, okay. 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 So I did highlight a couple of different areas that, you know, uh, I wanted to talk about or discuss today. Um, one was leadership. One is customer service and one is job search. So we'll, We'll, we'll start at the top and we'll start at leadership. But before uh, I, I ask her any questions, now people may wonder, why why do I have this suit or this jacket on, okay? Um, and I'm going to say a couple of years ago, maybe. It had to be at least a couple of years ago. Um, exactly, two years ago, okay? I was wearing the jacket and then I went away from wearing the jacket and then I get this I don't. I wouldn't call it a scathing email or or text message. It was basically, you know, you look so much better with a jacket on. You know, it looks more professional. So, but you guys know I got away from it, right? So, but when Michelle's on, I have to wear the jacket because that was one of the conditions of her coming on is that uh, I if I didn't wear the jacket, she wasn't going to come on the show. So I'm like, okay, I got to wear the jacket. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because I know I'm going to get that that question, so I have to just that, – this is the reason why, okay? So, but leadership, um, you know, with COVID and all that, even before, and I, and I always um, – of course, what I know more than anything is hospitality, right? So I'm always going to draw on my past experiences, whatever. So – you know, when I'm speaking of leadership, I guess it I guess leadership is goes the gamut of industries. But I always, like I say, equate it to um, within the hospitality space. How can later leaders become stronger? Ah, well, so just to dive right in there. Um, so let's think about this for a second. During the pandemic and we're still in one, by the way, I know I know we 
have moved into a different phase of it, uh, per se. But, you know, in times of crisis, people look for leaders. They look for leadership. And what does that look like, right? It's someone who is calm. It's someone who takes the time to listen. It's someone who shows um, how to act in those type of scenarios. And I'm using the COVID because you brought it up because this was true before COVID, you either see people acting as leaders or not. And just because someone is in a leadership role or has a title of a director or a president or whatever their title is, um, does not make them a leader automatically just because they have that title. And I know people might squeam at that comment, but um, let's be real, leaders, uh, have to show leadership and lead a team of people by doing things that other people are inspired to do or inspired by rather. So um, being a stronger leader takes a lot of effort. Um, if you can't manage who you are on a daily basis, your stuff, as I call it, is going to spill out into the business arena, right? And people are either going to say, hey, that's a good leader or that's not a good leader. And so to become stronger and more effective takes work. It takes um, being your authentic self. And I know you've talked a lot about that um, with branding and how that comes together. Um, you have to be accountable for your actions as well as your team. And you have to be able to listen and be empathetic. And we use those buzzwords all the time, but I can't emphasize them enough. So a quick answer to that is being more empathetic and being a better listener. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that as well, I guess. <laughs> uh, Are you okay with that? <laughs> no, that, that that's good. That, that's good because you, you, like you said, I mean, during this time, I mean, you really have to show that you're leader during these times. You have to step up and, and be assertive at, at times because of what's going on. And you have to take control of situations because, you know, just to be frank, I mean, a lot of these leaders or like I said, I always equate things to you know hotel industry or whatever. General managers had to make a lot of, a lot of um, serious decisions. I mean, who it was to be, um, what do you call it? Uh, furloughed or laid off or, or whatever. And just making decisions, maybe even decisions that they had to close hotels and, and the issues that I came across, meaning that I heard from, it was the lack of communication. It was, you know, they just came in and, and threw things and it never explained what was going to happen. I mean, although, you know, I, I don't want to say we were, I mean, the, the, the leaders at that time or during this time, they were, you know, flying the building, the plane as they were flying, but you still have to communicate what's going to happen, especially this, these are uncharted waters, right? We never swam in these waters before. And uh, we pray that we never have to do it again. But communication was the, the, the main thing that I heard was lacking that um, not from across the board, not everybody, but when there was issues is because we didn't know, you know, next thing I know, I got something, you know, and that was it. And that's actually a great point. um, Because when, when people don't communicate, that's when problems happen, right? And one of the things about why I said you must be empathetic and be a listener is if you're not listening to your team, you you can't possibly address any situation, right? Um, and the same goes for if you're in a situation, you can't expect for your team to perform if you don't communicate to them the environment in which you're operating, right? So they may not know that behind the scenes you're having, you know, XYZ challenge and it's actually impacting how the workflow is going. Um, if they don't know that, they can't adjust, right? And so that's actually one of the biggest things I coach for when I coach leaders um, in positions that manage teams of people is that you must clearly communicate. And that means communicating out what is going on, even if it's something that you don't want to share, you need to share it in a way that makes sense for your team, right? Because to lead people blindly is just 
walking into a trap door. Exactly. <laughs> I <laughs> I so agree with that. Yeah, like I said, the people that were telling me, it's funny how, you know, people tell me the darndest things. And, like, you know, uh, when all this stuff was going on, I mean, like, it's still going on. But um, when it, I guess when the stuff hit the fan, really, when people started getting laid off and furloughed, um, it just wasn't communicated what was going to happen or when they were going to come back. And then when they're gone, there's no communication with the people while they're gone. And, you know, and, and it's all about, like you said, it's, it's, it's continuing the, 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 um, the communication, um, especially if they, they weren't laid off. Maybe they were furloughed. Furloughed means you, I mean, you're eventually you're going to come back to work. I guess that's, I mean, laid off is laid off. You're, you're gone. Furloughed is, you know, uh, at a, for a period of time, I, at least that's how I was, it was explained to me. So, but communication yeah, still needs to, to take place. It does. And one reason that leaders do not communicate in this circumstances is they think they'll look weak if they communicate that, Hey, we're still on furlough or we don't know what, what's going on. But I guarantee you that even if you just touch base for a status update, of, mm-hmm hey, we still, we don't have an update as to when you're coming back to work or we don't know when the situation is going to get resolved, but I'm going to keep touching base with you, right? Because exactly. at the end of the day, we're human, we're people. We, we just want to know. And even if there's no definitive answer, it's better to make that connection and that touch point than not. Yes, definitely, definitely. I agree. All right. Well, that's enough about leadership. Okay. We'll jump on to something oh. else. We'll, oh, come on. We'll jump on to something else. <laughs> Wait, come on. Lonnie, Lonnie's got to have a comment. <laughs> uh, Lonnie has no comment. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> if anyone has any comments or questions about, you know, uh, how can leaders become stronger? I mean, please feel free to, to type it in the, in the chat right there and I'll make sure I, uh, address that and I'll give it to Michelle and she can address it. But, um, but we have other things we're going to move forward. So, um, and we may come back to that, but you know, uh, let's keep it going. Uh, do you think uh, this is customer service now? Now I'm on customer service. Okay. Right. You, so, you know, they're all, in, these are all integrated topics. So I guarantee you we're going to circle back to leadership. And that's fine. And that's, and that's, and, yeah. and that's, and that's great. That's great. <laughs> do you think our customers are smarter than we think or no? I don't know if this is pre-COVID or or before COVID and and right now. <laughs> you think they're smarter than we I, think? I think, yeah, I think uh, at least seventy-five percent of our customers, regardless of what industry you're in, what your product or service is, we're all really savvy nowadays because of technology and social media, and um, we've learned how to go and do shopping and comparison prices checks online and looking at reviews. And so as a business owner or leader, you cannot hide from that. You can't hide from the fact that your customers are much more abreast of what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And what they can get for a particular price. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. I think they're, they're pretty savvy. We got to give them some credit here, Russell. No, I, 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 I totally agree that, that they are, they are, um, but, um, I, I guess, you know, t- for me, it always comes, well, like I say, I always equate things to, you know, hotel industry or whatever. So like, um, what do you call it? Trip advisor and things like that. You know, people are going to, you know, to that site before they book anything, Right. They, they want to know exactly what that last person experienced. Not saying that they're going to experience the same thing, but right. there's a, if there's a common theme, then um, they're more likely they're going to take that, the word of, of those people. You know, okay, if, if, you know, there's a lack of staff, let's just say checked into this hotel, there's a lack of staff, okay, and then there's several comments saying the same thing, well then, okay, there's a lack of staff at that hotel, and then maybe I should not – you know, my opinion is that I'm not going to try this hotel. I'm going to look for another hotel. So, um, but yeah, so if, if people don't think that, you know, people are smarter, that they are using technology, and that's that's part of social media, that whole that whole thing. Um, and it, and it, it gets out there to the masses. So, and it gets out to the masses quickly. So you'll know exactly what you're dealing with. So, 
But no, I, I, I definitely do agree with that. Yeah, but how do you get in front of that? Here's my thing is we've always had the ability to survey our customers, right? Mm -hmm. We get feedback. Yeah. Um, we get complaints. We get compliments, right? Whether you're working in a hotel or a restaurant or however. Um, it's your responsibility as the leader of that team to um, take that feedback and somehow resolve to fix it, right? Yeah. So if there comments on the TripAdvisor that you have a lack of staff and someone is not booking your hotel because you have a lack of staff, how are you going to address that, right? Um, maybe you don't have a budget to hire more people, but what you can do is you can communicate with your customers and, um, you know, you can communicate in advance. Here's how we can prep for you for your arrival, right? We want to help you with X, Y, and Z. Here's our concierge number. Um, so there's ways to accommodate things before they happen. And, you know, a lot of times people get so busy just doing their daily tasks mm -hmm. that they can't have the foresight to anticipate some of those things. And at times they don't take the feedback from surveys or complaints from customers and they ignore them, which doesn't help anyone, right? It just perpetuates the problem. Yeah, exactly. So, Exactly. Yeah. I, I can always go back to, you know, there was one person we, we try to, some hotels would try to designate one person to, to, to make the car or to, to respond to the comments, but it wasn't always the general manager that even knew these things were going on. Right. It would basically yeah. be by department. So if it happened at the front desk then the, you know, director of front office would be the one or the front desk manager or whatever, he or she would be the one that would respond to that. But, you know, like I said, the general manager sometimes wouldn't even know. And ultimately is is his or her responsibility to make sure the right answer, or the consistent message is going out. Right. So he or she wouldn't right. even know, you know, and then and if it never got responded to, then it made its way up to that person. Yeah. But it should be the other way around. And so that's one of the things that alignment advising helps. Um, companies with is is navigating how do you put in a process so that no you're not escalating every complaint if mm -hmm. you're the front desk manager you're not telling the general manager every time you have a comment on the trip advisor mm -hmm. but there does need to be an internal process in place for you to pass that information along and say okay hey what is our threshold we've already had 500 comments about lack of staff at mm -hmm. what point do you want to address this right yes so there, there's you know, there's an ability to create a little bit more strategy and process around some of these things so that you can provide better customer service. It's just often that we don't utilize these tools. Correct. Correct. And Lonnie has, let's see, uh, a leadership title means nothing. We are one big united team working together and winning together. 365. That's one comment. And then the second one says, Guests are social advocates for sharing reviews. Great, very good, average, poor, or terrible. In my world, hospitality guests are VIP, period, always. There you go. Everyone's a VIP. Yes, I agree. I agree. Let's see. Let me just read this first one again. Leadership title means nothing. We are one big... Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the title means nothing, but but if not if no one's doing anything, somebody has to step up and make it happen. Well, yeah, the reason the reason we have leaders <laughs> is that there does have to be someone that's accountable for the group, right? Yes. But I think what that person is saying is, you know, if you work as a group and as a team and if you're giving everyone an equal opportunity to share and contribute, then absolutely there, there's no leadership title. But at the end of the day, when we're in business, someone has to be responsible. So that would be the person that has the leadership title. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay. Very good. Thank you so much, Lonnie. We appreciate those. Keep those coming, Lonnie. Um, okay. What are some quick job? Okay. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Okay. Part, another thing that you do, uh, it has to do with, with helping people find jobs, correct? Mm -hmm. Career, maybe career development, you know, a new career, making that transition from, 
let's say hospitality is something else. Um, How can you get people ready to make that transition? And how do I know what I, and before you say that, and how do I know what I want to do after this? Okay. I've been in hospitality for 20 years. How do I know what I want to do? You don't have to know what you want to do. That here's the thing, Russell, this is, this is how I help people is um, you don't have to know what you want to do, right? What a lot of people have faced during COVID is, they were furloughed, they lost their job, or they suddenly were part-time. And they, some of them took that space and said, "Mm, am I really doing what I want? You know, maybe this was what I was passionate about for 10 years, but now I feel the need to do something else, but I don't know what that is. How do I figure out what that is? That's what alignment advising helps you with, right? You don't have to know the answer of what's next. But you do have to want to figure out how you can make different choices so that you can move yourself in a different direction, so that you can be in a different career. And so I work with people to really go through a discovery process of what's important to them. What are they interested in? Okay, what is your skill set? And how do those intersect? And what are the possible options that we could come up with that they could pursue? Mm, Okay. 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 Um, so is it a hard process? Is it an easy process? Does it take, you know, some people take more time than others to figure out what they want to do or how you can assist them. Yeah. Everyone's different. Um, everyone's comfort level is different. And what I, what I share with people is that this isn't necessarily a comfortable process. If you're not getting uncomfortable, then you're not going to get to your end goal. Like at mm. some point, you have to want to do the work. Okay. Um, it, it requires work to advance yourself, right? It, things don't just fall into our laps. And I know that our culture kind of um, says otherwise, right? Because everything's at a touch of a button these days. Mm-hmm. We order things on Amazon. They're at our door the next day or sooner. Um, you know, we push a button on social media and then suddenly we have new followers and, you know, real life is a lot harder than that. <laughs> and let's just be honest. Okay. <laughs> so if you've been in a career for 20 years and you've lost your job and you just don't find that you're still interested in the same type of work, it's not going to take you two days to find out what you're doing next. You spent 20 years in a career, right? So yes. it may take you past that time to really figure out what you want to do. And that's really daunting for people. But I think those that choose to work with me have a real desire for change. Mm. And so they're ready to take that step. And I'm there to help guide you through that process. Do I have all the answers? Absolutely not. But I do know how to navigate through these difficult situations. Number one, because I've gone through it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And number two, I've helped other people through it. So the likelihood that I can help someone new coming along is very high. Mm. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. Okay, Lonnie says, uh, and this is probably to the last comment. Unfortunately, many leaders with little with with a title are dinosaurs doing nothing. I see this every day. <laughs> oh yes, I've had my fair share of those myself, Lonnie. So yeah, you're in good company here. Yeah. Um, yes. 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 Yeah. I I've, I've had that experience too, and that you know part of that the part of that dinosaur thing. Um, I want to say it led me to to do something else. But yeah, may, yeah, it's just a, the the old way of thinking, you know, not evolving with what's going on today, um, just being dismissive of certain things and and hiding in your office and don't want to be bothered. Uh, I mean, all those things uh, I've experienced those with 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 leadership, um, you know, a general manager. And I'm like, well, that's where you, you come back to. um Everybody, just because you have longevity doesn't mean you deserve that, that title or that leadership yeah. role. Just because you've been, I've been in this business for 40 years, okay, that means I'm supposed to be the general manager. No, that's not it. It, it, comes, it comes more with that. But, but sometimes, you know, we, not, not me, but sometimes some organizations or some companies, 
they will promote people just because they've been there or this is a friend of mine or we came up together, uh, you know, okay, he or she needs to be this general manager or this leadership, this leader in this leadership role. Uh, but that's so far from how it should look, right? It, it really is. We And when I say, you know, I coach people for mindset, that is exactly what I help them with is you got to, you got to think outside the box. You can't stay a dinosaur forever, right? You're mm-hmm. going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you do yes. That. And what happens is when we adopt this mindset of, oh, well, you have 40 years of experience, so you must know everything and you must be a good leader. Mm, no, not necessarily. I mean, you also have to give opportunity to people. And being a leader has to do with seeing how your team can grow the organization while they grow themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can identify someone who's really good at something, even if it's not their so-called job description, you better utilize their talents, right? Make it a a job for them so it fits their skill set. And if someone's not doing well in a certain task and someone else on the team can't, shift that responsibility. I mean, a lot of this is critical thinking. And when you're in a mindset of just, being comfort comfortable Mm -hmm. you're you're not going to have the ability to critical think and and figure out how you can leverage your team and their skill set and so people get looked over for leadership positions because of these things Mm. Mm. i like that i like that before i move on to the next section because those are questions i had now do you have anything else to add as far as um those three topics, like, like I said, leadership, customer service, and job search before I move on to something uh, else. I don't know what you're moving on to. I was going to share a few stats. Oh, please, 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 please. Yeah. yeah. So going back to the job search thing, if anyone here listening is thinking that they want to do a, a job switch or in the process of looking for a new position, um, I think this is a well-known statistic, but 85% of jobs are found through your network. And so when I talk to people, I ask them, I said, have you told anyone you're looking for a job? Well, no, nobody knows. And I, I say, well, you know, you really need to look at speaking to people that you trust in your inner circle who are going to keep your information confidential, but you have to start talking to your network. and figuring out what companies are hiring. Um, Ask for introductions on LinkedIn to, you know, if you see a job opening or you know of a friend that works at a company that you think you might want to work at, ask for an introduction to the person who is working there and see if there's some job opportunities maybe that aren't advertised. Um, Another stat is 20% of applicants are interviewed for positions that they've applied for. That's a pretty small margin when you think about um, how many jobs you might be applying for and what your likelihood is of actually getting an interview. So it's really important that your resume is up to date, but it has um, keywords in it for the um, ATS, the applicant tracking system to pick up because it's all computerized. Um, it gets sorted that way. So tailoring your resume a certain way to attract a specific type of position. Um, the other thing that I want to share before you move us along is um, when you're doing a job search, don't just look at the title of the job. You got to read through the whole job description because sometimes the two are incongruent. And what that means is the job itself is Um, very different than what the job title might be and vice versa. And that can happen for a number of reasons. Maybe the HR is the person that wrote the job description and someone at the company came up with the job title, Um, but they don't necessarily align. So these are some things that, you know, if you're in the job search, you can do right away. Um, Of course, by all means, get on as many you know, the Indeed, the Glassdoors of the world, the Hired.com, but you have to diversify your search and how you're looking for opportunities. No, those are good points. And um, I have a question, Um, and this came from, I had a conversation from somebody just just last night. Um, They're trying to find a job, and 
when they fill out a resume online, like within a day, two days, she automatically gets a rejection notice. What what's going to make it get past that? What I, obviously there's a a firewall or something that's there. That's basically if you don't see certain things, maybe it's certain. You mentioned uh, keywords and things like that. Are there certain keywords that every resume should have, or are there different types of firewalls out there? Like almost like um um what do you call them the um the algorithms there's different algorithms out there that may not catch may catch certain words and just kick them out what would be a reason for that um i think it's what you said i don't have a definitive answer i can only tell you based on experience like for example if you were um applying for a position like for easy apply on linkedin and it said that they want someone with a bachelor's degree and they want someone with a certification for, um, you know, certified human resource consultant or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have that certification, you're going to get kicked out of the system, even if you have a bachelor's degree, right? Mm. So if the requirements are such that you must have X, Y, and Z, they're going to set it up that way that anyone that's applying that doesn't have all those requirements is going to get kicked out. Um, so that's why it is important to really read the job description. And that includes what, you know, what the education requirement is, what they're looking for from an experience standpoint. You know, are they asking for 20 years of experience and you only have five? That's the red flag. So now on the other side, okay, I, I got you on that. Thank you for, for addressing those. But let's say you have too much experience. Will it kick you out for that? And and maybe they didn't want that much experience. Would it kick you out for that? Um, I, I don't know if the ATS will kick you off of that. I will tell you, you know, certain companies still look at resumes like, you know, either digitally or they print them out and, and look at them that way. And mm-hmm. you might get weeded out because they think that you have too much experience. But again, it comes back to what are they trying to match your experience to? If you have 20 years of experience as a human resource person or, or a, you know, hotel person, since we're talking about hospitality, um, and you're applying for a job that is unrelated to your experience, that is, you know, requiring the same amount of time, you're not going to get kicked out because you have 20 years of experience. You're going to get kicked out because they don't think that your experience is um, transferable or um, is a complement to what they're looking for if they've asked for someone in a specific industry. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I got you. I got you. And and it's all different. I mean, I would say that, you know, the larger corporations are going to have a very set way of using an ATS. If you're dealing with a smaller company like a mom and pop, you know, it's going to be the person's hand going through these resumes. No, I got you. And then, and and I don't know if she asked me why do I think it was happening. I just said this, and this is what I said. I said, I said, it's probably they got so many, they're probably inundated with so many resumes they just don't have time to go through them. So they're looking for the ones that exactly, even if they said they're going through hand, they're handwritten or whatever. I mean, they're looking at each one of them. I said, they, you don't have exactly what they want. So they just basically just, just trashed it and, you know, keep it moving. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, you could think of it like a, a lead going to a hotel for a group meeting, mm-hmm. right? As a hotel, you know, where you want your revenue to be at. And if you get an RFP that's under, um, what you're willing to accept as far as revenue is concerned, you're going to turn that piece of business down. It's the same same concept. Okay, okay, Miss Director, uh, former Director of Sales and Marketing. Okay. Very good. No, Lonnie says with a little humor. Wait, wait. Let me hold back up. Wait, let's see. He had another comment. It said, boom, hiding in the office, long lunches, arriving late, leaving early. Boom, Michelle got it right. Thinking outside the box is key in highly competitive arena. Yes, yes. I mean, it goes back to the leadership part. But, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right, Lonnie. Thank you for your comments. And then also he says, with a little humor, job search can be the Ed McMahon on Russell's show. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I got you, Lonnie. Thank you so much for your comments. Um, what do you think about, and this is totally something else. This is, has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but, um, you and I have had some side conversations before and, um, the meetings industry, is it coming back? When is it coming back? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Well, okay. okay. So I think I think I've shared this with you before, and I don't know if I've shared it. I think I have shared it on this show previously when um, we had some of our other meetings industry friends on. Mm-hmm. Um, so the landscape has changed. When the landscape has changed, you can't measure a new landscape against an old landscape right and that's what we're doing as a hotel industry or tourism industry is saying oh well business is back you know we're we're actually above our 2019 record and i say to that that doesn't count because we're in a new landscape so you have to recreate a metric system right because in 2019 a lot of the business was meeting and now a lot of the business is leisure. And absolutely, there's meetings coming back. But you have to consider that some of the meetings that are coming back were supposed to happen two years ago. So that means you're actually behind, behind. two years. Yeah, yeah. So yes. um, when you understand the framework, that the framework has shifted, then it's you can't come up with a, an answer for what you just asked me because it also depends on the market, right? Some cities um, like Indianapolis did not experience a huge downturn because they were welcoming sports groups the entire, through the entire pandemic, right? You're right. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and other destinations um, completely a blip off the map now. And so it's all dependent. So it's very hard to answer that, but I think that, Absolutely, there's things coming back, but are they coming back as they were? No, because we're not living two years ago. We're living in the now. We need to create a framework and a model that measures against two years ago versus now instead of three years ago before a pandemic when you had like two decades of just crazy occupancy and ADR and Mm -hmm. Revcar and all of that. So, yeah. No, you, you, you hit it. You, you. Question. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there was no right or wrong answer to that. Um, you know, I just wanted your perspective on it. And I, I think you you really hit it when you said because it's, 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 it's based on group business is based on your pace. Right. How you pace, you know, from last year to this year. Right. And yet yeah, a lot of things were moved over to the next year. There was not new business being booked. No. It was just the old business no. that was being moved over. So yeah, it can yeah. it can that can can screw or screw up the numbers, right? So yeah, so yeah. no, I no, I, I definitely I never I didn't think about it like that. But when you said that, I'm like, yeah. I mean, you look at the pace report. I mean, if you're just moving stuff from one year to the next, yeah, exactly. It's it's not that's what I mean by there's a new landscape and no one's adjusted to that. They've gone back to the old landscape in a new landscape. It doesn't it doesn't add up. No, you're right. I, I agree. <laughs> no, you, you know, you and I have these conversations all the time. So, yeah. um, but then, but they're not always on air with Russell of hotels. So that's why I have to, no, you know. no, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, who is your big, now this is just, this, I, I don't, I, hopefully it's not a trick question to you, but who, who should be your biggest brand advocate? So if you have a brand out there, who should be your biggest brand advocate? Yes. I know how I know because of Russell of Hotels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. Every, every day when I go on my feed and I see Russell of Hotels posting, hey, you got to be your biggest advocate for yourself. Which yes. Is true. It's absolutely true. Well, expound on that. Keep keep going. Well, um, it's same as we talked about leadership. If you're not setting an example, um, a good example, or even a bad example, people aren't going to follow you, right? If they're incongruent. So if you're representing your brand and you're not um, in your personal life 
representing what you're saying that you value as a brand, then they're incongruent and they're out of alignment. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Way out of alignment. And so you talk a lot about um, being consistent and consistency has a lot to do with it. So if you're not consistent by being a great brand advocate for yourself, then who will be, right? Then people are going to tell you what you are. So. Exactly. Exactly. That's good. See, I, I didn't know how you're going to answer that question, but I, I said, you know what, I'm going to throw it out there and see if she listens or, or knows it. But it, yeah, was there a right or wrong answer? Yeah, kind of, sort of. I, I, I wanted a certain, yeah. <laughs> I wanted a I wanted a, a specific answer and you gave me that so so thank you. You're I do watch you. I follow you. So. Well, well, thank you so much. And you are, I must say, you are a great you know brand advocate for yourself because I mean you got a seventy two. Okay, back up, back up, back up, back up. Okay. So, so now we're into this. Um, LinkedIn social, what does it stand for? Uh, social social index. Yeah. Social selling index, yeah. LinkedIn social selling index. So every, every guest that I have come on the show, I always ask them to, to give me their number. So I send them a link and all they have to do is click, 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 click. And it gives you a number. So Michelle got a 72, 72 out of a hundred, right? Which mm-hmm. me, I checked mine today and mine's only 70, you know, and, and she goes, Oh, you're not that far off. I'm like, and I said, that's the difference between a, a D and an F uh, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right. So there you go. Having a growth mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that means I have work to do. So what that told me was like, I'm doing something wrong. She's doing something right. So I need to, you know, kind of pick her brain and see exactly where I'm missing the point. But yeah, it's not the end. The the, the SSI number is not the end all be all, but it's just, it's a starting point and it just kind of gives you a reference, right? So it, that's what it's doing for me. And now I'm glad you got 72. I think the and I told you earlier that the I think the highest I ever got was 71, right? So for her to just come in and get a 72, I mean, it's like, oh my goodness. So I got, you know, my I got uh, I got I got a uh, yeah, I got I got my work it cut out for me, that's for sure, but um I I would be curious what the average person um well, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Other than the two of us, everyone else that I've asked this, they're in the, the they're in the forties and fifties. Okay. Yeah. So, but you know, I I work. I to be honest with you, I work at it. I mean, it's not like I just post every now and then. I post consistently. I post things, but it it, it can go with the 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 um the people that you're connecting with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm just connecting with anybody, I think it goes against me. But if you're being more strategic and the people that you're that you're accepting into your network, I think that goes further. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I, I've been on LinkedIn, I don't know, 15 years when LinkedIn first came. Right. Not saying you haven't, yeah. but I connected with people early. And um, I mean, I have like so out of the twenty six thousand people, I'm sure maybe. I don't know, maybe a quarter of them may not be within my network, right? But but for what I do, I have to do things outside of the network. I have to communicate or connect with people outside of the network. So that's where I think yeah. LinkedIn kind of dings you for for certain things that you do. And I those are things that I'm I'm very vocal about and I don't I don't appreciate it. And that's one reason why I'm not doing this live show on LinkedIn because of certain some of the things. But I do, not that I'm trying to penalize LinkedIn, it's just that I'm worried about my brand, right? I'm the biggest brand advocate, right? So for me, for Russell of Hotels or on air with Russell of Hotels. So I want to make sure that um enough people are seeing what I'm saying, right. You know, or, or, you know, they're following me or whatever. So, um, and that, if that means I need to change and do some market research on another platform, that's what, that's what I'll do. And that, and that's basically the reason why I did what I did, but I still put the same, it's not live on LinkedIn, but the same posting once this, once we're done with this show, 
uh, I'll just take the link and just put it back on over to LinkedIn and you'll still see it. But it's funny mm-hmm. because the last two weeks that I've done it this way, my um, the engagement has has grown. I mean, it's, it's grown go. like crazy. In fact, I'll make this and we're almost done here. Well, it's two o'clock already. But um, I I'll make this one little quick uh, thing. Um, uh, last week, I, I guess I was, uh, I don't know, awarded or whatever this uh, distinction or I was recognized by the in- International Hospitality Institute. Right. And um, I posted this on LinkedIn. OK, do you know it's a still picture, it's not a video. OK, do you know that I got over 10,000 hits on that on that one thing? Over 10,000. And that's probably surpass anything that I posted in the last year. Okay. Seriously. Well, that's because an outside um, organization is acknowledging you, right? So their reach is helping you reach more people. Yeah. Part of that. Yeah. And then this is a cumulative. So it's, it's, it's it's efforts from them. It's efforts from me. So I I added those together. So it's basically, yeah. yeah. people that were awarded as well because there yes. were different categories. I did go check it out. Congratulations. Oh, well, thank you, Michelle. Um, I appreciate I that. Yeah. Thank You're you. Welcome. I appreciate that. So, well yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. So I, I, I do appreciate that. So thank you to the International uh, Hospitality Institute uh, for that distinction. I do appreciate that. And then, okay, so we're, we're almost done here. We're finishing up with Miss Michelle Carlin of Alignment Advising. You can look at, if you want more information about her organization, her company, please feel free. You see the ticker at the bottom. It's scrolling across. It's been scrolling across for the last hour. Uh, alignmentadvising.com. You can find out any information. You can find out, you can reach Michelle uh, you can ask any questions at all. So please feel free to link in with her on LinkedIn as well as reach out on her website and, and contact her if you need any assistance at all. Uh, I know I do. Like I said, Michelle's my go to for a lot of different things. So uh, she don't have some, she doesn't have a problem with me just calling and texting her and say, hey, what do you think about this? I, you know, I was thinking about that or whatever, whatever. And she doesn't have a problem with telling me when I should be wearing a jacket and all that kind of stuff either. So so there you go. <laughs> well, and this. This for everyone listening, um, I do offer 30 minutes uh, free consultation. So if you go to my website, you can fill out the contact info and um, request some time with me. Very good. Very good. Do you have anything else to add before? Okay, hold on. Before you end the show, thank you, Michelle, for your insight. And thank you, Russell, for another great podcast. That was from Lonnie Wolf. So thank you so much, Lonnie Wolf. See, Lonnie Wolf is like... You're talking about a brand advocate, okay? Yeah, I'm my best brand advocate, but Lonnie is a close second, okay? So thank you so much, Lonnie Wolf. I I appreciate uh, Lonnie Wolf has has introduced me to people. We've collaborated on some things. He's been on the show. Um, I mean, he's a a big supporter, so I I do appreciate, you know, the comments and everything. And he followed me over from LinkedIn over to YouTube, so – you know, that tells you right there because everybody didn't do that. OK, so I do appreciate Lonnie and his comments. And just remember, for future reference, this is an interactive show. And I do um, welcome the responses or the questions and and comments because, I, you know, at the very minimum, I'm just going to mention your name and give you a shout out. So there you go. So why not, you know, do it? So but we're going to close out here. Michelle, what do you have to close out with? I mean, you have any final thoughts? About anything. You know, Russell, you don't have to know where you're headed. That's part of the journey, right? Everyone wants to get to the end goal, and that's fine. But the journey along the way is just as important. That's what I have to end with. Wow. I like that. I like that. You have that written down somewhere? You got to give me that one. No. <laughs> no, I don't, but I will. I have lots of quotes I can share with you if you like. That was just off the top of your head? Wow. Okay. Can you say it again? Yes. So it's about the journey, right? It's not always about the end goal. It's about the whole process along the way to get to the end goal. There you go. Thank you so much for joining on air. Russell Hotels. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. It was awesome. No, thank you so much, Michelle. We got to do it again for uh, show number seven, seven time. We're going for, 
Seven times you that you've been on, right? Seven. Yes, yeah. yes. But no, I appreciate every time that you've been on. It's, it's always been great. You always give me some good insight on something that I didn't, something that I didn't, I didn't think about or thinking about it in a set, in a different way. And I, I do appreciate that. So you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. And thank everybody for joining me on air with Russell of, of hotels. This was show number one fifty five, Um, and we'll see you next week, I guess. So, Thanks again, Michelle. And I have some music to go out on. But no, thank you guys so much. And you guys take care. Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.